0: friends. I'm Tanya Luna, psychology researcher and writer.
1: And I'm Brian Luna. I just found out you can calm down an anxious cat with a slow blink. And you're listening to Talk Talk Psych Psych to Me,
0: me. a show where we take research out of the lab and into the street. Let's get into it. Love that cat tip.
1: Cat tip number one. I think it's going to be a series of cat tips. Just kidding. That's all I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cat tip one of one. Um, Speaking of one of, so last episode, we did part one of Mm -hmm. two. Of our coverage of a meta-analysis conducted by Jamie Harris in 2021 on public opinion change, yep. and today is part two. Part
1: two, let's go. Yep. Okay, so we we have a lot of cliffhangers from part one. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. We, we wrap things up. <laughs> i was just trying to. If you remember in part one, well,
0: actually, do you previously
1: wanna... <laughs> on Brian Luna?
0: So let's do let's do a quick summary of what we've covered so okay. far. Okay, meta-analysis. What is it?
1: An analyzation of a bunch of different studies on the same topic.
0: Yes, exactly. So we talked about what does it take, goodness gracious, what does it take to change the hearts and minds of people, otherwise known as public opinion. Well, there's four tips. There were four tips. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We're going to cover those in a moment. But just in case listeners didn't catch part one, you should. But just in case you feel like starting at the end and then moving backwards, that's fine.
1: Then coming back to the middle a little bit and then going to the end and then coming back to the beginning. And then wrapping it up.
0: In case you want to use that popular option. We're talking about public opinion change on any topic from gun control to abortion to factory farming. Last episode, we talked about tactics that can help you change one mind or a million minds. Today, Mm -hmm. we're really going to focus more on large-scale public opinion change tactics. So a couple other things from last episode. We know public opinion does have the power to influence legislative outcomes, Supreme Court decisions, corporate practices. So if you can manage to change people's minds, those efforts do pay off. Research shows it is possible to change public opinion, even though those changes are small and short-lived. But if you don't do it right, your efforts could backfire. So if you're going to try to change someone's mind, you don't want that boom to happen. You want to do it right. That's what last episode was about.
1: I just realized our last argument only moments ago. Yeah, was because I didn't use any of those four tips to try to convince you on where to put our uh, like our, our our little shed for. <laughs>
0: so Brian and I got into heated debate. We actually had to postpone recording because we got so upset with each other because it's like embarrassing to summarize, but we got angry with each other about where. If we got a shed for me to write in, because Brian tends to play video games loudly, and sometimes that makes it hard for me to write.
1: Wow, that's t- okay. See, listeners, how, so me- how that would how that backfired I on Tanya. I tend to be very
0: sensitive to sound when I write. <laughs> And so Brian was like, why don't we put a shed over there? And I was like, no, not there. There are better places. First of all, I didn't
1: sound like... And you weren't like, well, we should put it over here. It was more like, we should put it over here. And you were like, I don't know, I think I should put it over there. Yeah, so so maybe later we can go
0: back. Listen to episode one. From beginning to end. Maybe anything. that's a problem. We started at the yeah. end and in the middle and then we and went then we around. went back to
1: the yeah. middle. So yeah. we stayed in the center for a little bit, a little too long, and then went to the
0: yeah. end. So if we were to do that, what would we find, Brian? What were those four strategies well, that we talked about in last episode? The
1: first step is you need to listen to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the first step is you have to start with a small, uh, like small change that, exactly. that doesn't really mean anything to you but it could mean something bigger to the big picture. Like, yeah,
0: so, so we, I was calling it a crafting a Goldilocks message. Yeah, so you Goldilocks, don't want to yeah. try to change someone's mind too far from where they currently are mm-hmm. because that can backfire. You also don't want to go too small cuz then what's the point? Yeah. Number 2 was pick low bias topics. What that means is focus on issues people know very little about or yeah. that don't feel too personal for them. And number 3
1: is you need the right representative. That's right. So I should have had Huckleberry tell you what's what
0: yes or the rock as you so passionately Mm -hmm. made the case in our last episode so generally more credible trustworthy attractive likable and easy to identify with people work best
1: and the last part can I guess can I remember because I remember this because I've been working on it yeah You need a good
0: pitch. Yep. You need to pump up that pitch. So you want to lean on evidence, story, emotion, vivid language, concrete
1: next steps. Oh, we had the vivid language.
0: We had a lot of vivid language. Yeah, we had a lot of vivid language. I'll tell you that. (laughs)
1: What we didn't have was concrete steps and everything else. You
0: need to be able to acknowledge and refute the opposing view, which I think that's the number one thing we didn't do. Mm -hmm. Because we didn't make each other feel heard. And you need to remind people that they have the autonomy to make up their own minds. I think we didn't do that.
1: We, you definitely didn't do that. With yeah, you me. didn't.
0: You also didn't. Do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Second pop quiz.
1: Yes. I'm here. I'm listening.
0: <laughs> so let's Jamie you. Harris. No. Yes, that's right. That was Jamie Harris. Oh, I thought
1: that was the answer to your pop quiz. I was nope. going to try to beat you. To the no. Question.
0: Step one. Listen to the pop quiz. I feel like
1: I'm on family feud. Right. But buzz in too early and I don't listen to the thing.
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, let's put it all together. Okay. Let's put it all together. And listeners, please play along. Can you convince me to adopt a dog rather than buying one using some of these
1: influence tactics? Yes. Is and now, let's do it. Oh, no, 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 I thought you meant... The pop quiz was, can you do this? And Fine. I'm yes.
0: i I phrased the pop quiz poorly. <laughs> Clearly, there's some residue from our former <laughs> argument. <laughs> Listeners, we're oh, so I sorry.
1: trying. No. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Let's say that I'm about to buy a dog, maybe from a breeder, mm-hmm. and you want to convince me that I should adopt from a rescue instead. Oof. Thinking about... Any of those tactics we talked about, Goldilocks, low bias, picking the right rep, the too late because you're the only rep I got, and then persuasive pitch, evidence, story, emotion, vivid language, concrete next steps, refute opposing views, remind people they have the right to choose.
1: I don't want to guilt you and be like, oh, you know how bad breeders are, you know, there's so many dogs out there that need homes and this and that. No,
0: you don't want to do that.
1: I could Goldilocks it by saying something like, dogs in shelters have such a lower rate of illness or oh, yeah, uh, cool. you know, like like that's much evidence. Easier to I would call that of.
0: evidence. Maybe Goldilocks is like, oh you want a puppy, you can adopt a puppy. Or like, oh you want a golden retriever, there are golden retriever specific mm-hmm. rescues. Oh yeah. So oh, maybe that's don't great. change my yeah, mind yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. but just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like if
1: you want a pit bull, there's bully uh rescues, there's specific breed rescues.
0: Yeah. I mean there's there are other things you could have done. You could have told me wonderful stories of Huckleberry, the love of your life, who happens to be a dog you could have shared some really concrete steps to make it clear to me how easy it is to adopt versus shop you could have acknowledged my view but then shown me other ways of looking at it so that's all the stuff that you didn't do thank you (laughs) and this is great so okay pop quiz that's okay you don't have to get 100 percent on every quiz because sometimes getting the steps I am just learn. like,
1: this is a pop quiz, you know, yeah. and I didn't know I was supposed to be practicing between... No,
0: because then it wouldn't things. be a pop quiz. Yeah.
1: So like, I, for at least I knew the steps and yeah. I knew where my challenges were. So I think that should raise my grade a little bit.
0: Okay. I will raise your imaginary grade.
1: I think it's like an 88. I think I got like an 88.
0: <laughs> you know what? Since it's imaginary, I'll give you an 89. Well,
1: let's not get crazy. Let's... 88 is fair. I'll accept an 88. 89 feels like charity. So...
0: All right. Let's move on. We talked about, you know, kind of a quick recap of mm-hmm. part one. Part two, what we're going to move on to today is public opinion change tactics that were covered in that meta-analysis we didn't get a chance to cover last time. So okay. today we're going to be talking about message framing, protests, media coverage, social influencers, and policy change. So before we get into it, do you have any guesses about which of these strategies is most effective or least effective when it comes to changing public opinion, whichever you think Ooh. is more fun So to what answer. were
1: my options? It was protest, policy change.
0: Media coverage, social influencers, message framing—I'll explain what that means in a moment. But I would say message others.
1: framing is the least because I don't even know what that is. So I would say that since I don't know what that is, that's the least effective. Okay. Most effective, shoot. Honestly, I would still say media coverage. Media I would coverage, say media most co- effective. I would say most effective because it reaches more people than influencers because okay. there's a, a lot of like. Older people that don't even know what the hell social influencers is. Oh, it is. doesn't have
0: to be a, uh, an Instagram influencer. It could be a politician. could be a celebrity.
1: Well, then you can... I think then you can combine influencers with Not media. Not in this study, no. Jamie Harris. Hey, Jamie Harris. <laughs> hey, Mass Jamie media Harris. is like, like
0: th- what they write about in the news. And yeah, I know. And a celebrity influencer is like a specific individual who espouses a particular I, I still idea. say
1: news media is most most, most effective.
0: effective. And yeah. then the one that you don't know about, least effective. Least effective. All right, let's find out. So, what is
1: it? Message framing?
0: Yeah, exactly. That
1: sounds like <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> so, let's start by talking about the one you know least about. I think of it as finding your frame. What research shows is that even more so than getting the content of the message right, it's important to get the frame of the message right. So, again, sorry, you're mostly wrong on this one. No. Message framing, super important.
1: Super important, but not most effective. That's <laughs> what you asked me.
0: Okay, we'll come back. You're right. It's not the most effective. Thank you very much. One of these on the list is the most effective.
1: And I think I named it.
0: This is a good one. Still an 88. Right, okay, still an 88 in imaginary greed land. So, framing isn't about giving someone new information,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but about how the information is presented. Okay. For example, let's say you're a doctor, and I tell you that using a checklist before every medical procedure... Will save lives, or I tell you it will prevent deaths. Which of these two frames do you think you'd be more influenced by?
1: I would say prevent deaths.
0: Prevent deaths. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wrong. So. We're learning, we're learning. It's great. It's great to be I don't be feel wrong. like I'm
1: learning. I feel like we're getting set up here. She's <laughs> that nightmare of like waking up and you have a test like you have it and you're naked and you're like, I don't know what any of these answers are. So even know why what... are you naked right now? I don't now. know it's a, it's a well, yeah, well, that's a good point. It's hot. <laughs> it's summer. And... So
0: actually what research shows is that in general, what's called a gain frame such as saving lives or making money tends to be more persuasive than a loss frame, such as preventing deaths That's or not damn. losing money. So notice, for example, how it's like pro-life and pro-choice versus, uh-huh. I guess, anti-life and anti-abortion or anti- <laughs> anti-death, anti Choice <laughs> anti-racism, yeah. yeah,
1: it's pro-choice, pro-life. I got it. Black yeah. Lives
0: Matter versus stop killing black people.
1: Oh yeah, okay. So
0: it's a very gain frame. Although I would argue that maybe the Black Lives Matter frame, since we saw that there was a lot of negative reaction to it, maybe that's a frame that needed to be tested out more. With
1: other well, audiences. I think it was a frame that that hit our culture when it wasn't ready for it, like the majority yeah. of America. It but wasn't that's
0: ready the idea of a frame. The frame is. It's the same idea presented differently, mm-hmm. and the the art of okay, finding the right yeah. frame is how do I frame this same idea in a way that people are like, oh yeah, this is the right time. Okay,
1: so let me re- let me redo my answer. Still not the most important.
0: To which pop quiz?
1: The first one. Oh okay, yeah. yeah.
0: The second framing
1: one. <laughs> is not. <laughs> yeah, the second one framing is still at an eighty-eight, y'all. Yeah. Uh, the framing is not the the least effective. But not the most effective, okay. for sure. All right. All right. I'll take it out of, I'll I'll take it out that, of the mud. That's I'll clean it off. Okay. I'll clean it off.
0: Okay. That is actually correct. I can tell you that right there. So 89. There you go. 89. No, no, no.
1: I'm still an 88. Don't be giving me no charity.
0: <laughs> so another way to use frames is to try synonym swaps. Mm-hmm. So we talked about game frame, loss frame. Another framing tactic is synonym swaps. For example, in one study, only 20% of Americans said they believed that too little is spent on welfare. Mm-hmm. 20%. So that means 80% were like, we're good. Let's say you wanted to increase public support for welfare programs. What other words might you use instead of welfare?
1: Um, Aid.
0: Uh
1: uh, Humanitarian aid. Oh, yeah. Or or, uh, humane funds.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, No, that's great. So in this particular study, the frame that they used was too little is spent on assistance to the poor.
1: Let's also clarify and deep blur what a synonym is. It's oh, a word or, that
0: technically means the same thing.
1: Well, it, that's exactly what it is. D- two words that mean the same thing.
0: Two words that semantically mean the same thing, but they have different nuance to them. So welfare is giving money to poor people. Mm-hmm. And so they asked that question. And then they said, here's a different question to a different group, randomly selected. Too little is spent on assistance to the poor. In the first frame, welfare, 20% of Americans agreed. Mm-hmm. Second frame, 65% Damn. of Americans agreed. Yeah. So right. it's just how you change it. So that makes me wonder, like, are there better alternatives to the frame of gun control? Yeah. Because I imagine if I'm very oh. pro-gun Absolutely. freedom or whatever, gun control feels like... Like, what? how would you... Cinnamon? Well, that's something synonym. we talked about oh, a long this time This is what's hard about synonym. is it's synonym. Synonym. Yeah. synonym. Yeah, synonym. Synonym. It's synonym. Yeah. That makes me wonder if there could be a store <laughs> called... Synonym bun.
1: Cinnabun. <laughs> <laughs> I put you a sex call. shop called Cinnabun. S i n b u. Oh, Cinnabon. so many great. options. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like, but I think so many... that's a homonym. <laughs> no, no. I'm. I know. I know what it is. But um, yeah, obviously, sin and sin in that no, word like don't mean the same thing. I'm just saying on a side note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A side business. Yeah. Cinnabon yeah. in Vegas I love would it. rock hard.
0: I think it's great. I'm
1: just saying. Love rock it. hard! Yeah. Oh, what? It's great.
0: Wow! Okay, so right. gun so, control. Let's do a synonym swap yeah. for
1: control. Oh, gosh. Um, I think by taking the word gun out, mm. you're more likely to get, bring the table... Like when you call it a weapon, Oh, interesting. because a weapon, a gun can well, guns used for hunting, this and that, all these, but a weapon is used for oh, destruction. Cool. So I think if you if you really call it something, and then people are like, oh yeah, I don't want weapons in my neighborhood. That is so you know? interesting so, that
0: you focused on gun because in my head I went to the word control because I was like I was like gun responsibility or gun expertise uh, I, or I don't know that's probably a bad well, one. Well, I, I think
1: gun permissions is also good because it sounds like a driving license like a driver's license or something. Oh, you know like driving permissions or something you know where you have to take a test to allow yourself to yeah, own um, one of these things like a license or drive a car or something mm-hmm. so i think gun permissions is great but i also think focusing on the word weapons um then we could really get down into it on what because because right now a gun means a handgun Yeah, you know, uh, like a six-cylinder revolver, and it also means an assault rifle. Yeah, so that's a huge wave. There's a huge gap there. So, like, to really focus on what a weapon is,
0: exactly. So, those are great examples of just swapping around some words. Mm -hmm. And I don't know; we'd have to do research on this to see, but maybe it shifts people's willingness to support or oppose something, just based on the language you use. Or even right? talk about like, it, yeah, you yeah. get
1: to the table, because already if I hear gun control, if I hear yeah. birth control, if I hear uh, abortions, my mind's already set Oh, to yeah, because
0: the frame is defend. so loaded. You have it's. Mm-hmm. We talked before about low-bias topics. These are high-bias frames. I've heard of this message talked about in the same way over and over, so now my brain just immediately, like, spits out these fiery emotions on it.
1: Well, I think a great example of this is... During the, you know, early 1960s when civil rights became, Mm. I think civil rights must have been the reframe Yeah, because the fact that it was like, um, basically racism and, um, you're right, civil rights. rights, I mean, think about what that says. It's not asking for extra special treatment, civil civility. It's
0: tied to people's values too. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine being someone who's like, no, I don't believe in civil rights. Yeah. You know, if you just think about what those words mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's that's really powerful. And the fact
1: that we – it's also another negative reframe by calling it a civil war. And mm. that, all that meant was it was people who knew each other, right? Like people mm. who on this – in the same country, essentially, yeah. civility. Now civil, hearing it at a distance, I picture yeah. people
0: wearing like <laughs> – Ascots. or
1: something. <laughs> no, they were. What's not. an ascot? An ascot is like a little. Uh, I think it's like a, a like a cape, uh, but you wear it around your, your forehead.
0: <laughs> no, stop a, it. An ascot It's like, like a little bib. Right? It's like a little
1: handkerchief bib thing. Yeah, but it's fancy. Yeah, it's like like uh, the guy from um, Gilligan's Island. Used it's like a it, handkerchief. You
0: don't wear it oh, when I you're say. about to eat.
1: Yes, yeah. If you if you wear an ascot, you're like oh, I say. Yeah, just, so that's uncivil. Do, do please pass little girl. <laughs>
0: that would be a much better word. Yeah. So I'll give you one other. Kind of Quiz? tactic. Bring yeah. it. I'm going to of your quizzes. <laughs> I'm going to give you another tactic for framing. I think of this as preface frames. Okay. For example, if you want to get support for inviting a controversial speaker to present at a university, mm-hmm. research shows that you get more buy-in by framing the question as, given the importance of free speech, should ah. we invite the speaker on campus? Yeah. So that little preface, given the importance of free speech, let's say you wanted to get people to ban a speaker, how might you frame that very same
1: question? is it worth having this person come in and raise hurtful questions or raise hurtful topics? Versus-
0: so in this particular study, they used given the importance of violence prevention, should we invite this speaker on campus? Mm. And it had wildly different results. Mm. So again, this framing can be very, very powerful. Why do you think that is? Cause it seems weird. Like it seems well, like it's,
1: it's, I mean, I hate to use the word triggering, but it, it's really how it triggers your brain. And I don't mean that like gets you upset. I mean, how it kickstarts your brain if, mm. if you want to if you want to uh, uh reframe that word mm. uh how it kickstarts your brain into a defensive position or an accepting position open arms or closed fist yeah. so, uh, so i you think, think it's associations absolutely yeah, yeah. i think that's depending what. on what side of the, the the program you're on you know
0: yeah because we all have different Topic. associations depending on the environments that we're sort of embroiled sure. in sure. yeah i think that's a really great point do you ever use the mummy. You're sober and single? Tune in to the Sober Dating Podcast with Kathy Vandenberg. We are constantly evolving and learning new things. This is why at the Sober Dating Podcast, we not only talk about expanding your love life, we share space with the many subjects that surround love and recovery. Through exploring our traumas, we build ourselves into better human beings, ultimately becoming better partners to those we choose to connect with in love. Join us as we explore the richness of sober love, beauty many experience in solitary life, and and how recovery brings it all together. The Sober Dating Podcast, new episodes weekly. Join us for conversations that will set you and your love life in a new direction.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. reading this research oh, so, i was like okay, yes so the other day you feel I, like
0: you do this I did. So and the, sometimes it takes me years so to recognize like... that i've been held captive by a frame
1: so the other day um i went to a comic book convention yesterday uh-huh. and i i saw this i met one of my favorite artists oh, uh, screw you. Can I can i can i can i tell can i say his name why not? Oh, okay. I don't did know. Did he do I something just, wrong? No, no, he didn't. But there's a, there's did he a, ask for
0: confidentiality? <laughs> did you buy something illegal? No,
1: no, it wasn't illegal. Um, he had me carry something across the border, though, so I wasn't sure. A suitcase, <laughs> a lock suitcase. Uh, no, but he. his name is Jim Calafiore, and he, he's a wonderful artist. He did a bunch of comics, that uh, Batman, he did Exiles. And I met him at a comic book convention yesterday. He's a very nice guy. Very um, unassuming and very, like, just relatable. We were talking. And he had... Sounds this- like he'd be a
0: good rep for a message.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. He had a great painting there. And it was a comic book painting. And it was all the villains of, of the Batman villains. and But it was beautiful. I mean, it's 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 in his style. And yet it kind of exceeds a little bit what he did on the, on the Okay, Let's the not
0: page. pull everyone I'm so just, no, no, I'm friend.
1: just saying, no, no. I'm so just you saying wanted
0: like, it. it was was and I
1: asked you, I was like, how would you feel if I spent this much on some art? And I called it art. Oh. And you were like, yeah, yeah, I love art. You know? And I was like, yeah, you're like, hell yeah. Let's get some I art. Th- I
0: could have sworn the message you used because you use this one a lot is <laughs> how would you feel if I spent this much to support this artist?
1: Oh uh, you told me that. You're, you I, I swear, I framed you I to frame myself. You frame yourself. You're like, "Oh, oh my god, Lord. you're there to support." And I was like, "I am here to support." <laughs> and what a support this would be.
0: <laughs> I was thinking also with comic books, your frame for years was investing I'm investing <laughs> in comics versus buying comics. <laughs> And then the other one I was thinking is like...
1: That was the best though. I was like, it's a great investment. You know how much the, this book is now if I But get for it?
0: me, I kept thinking you were going to sell them. Yeah. And then you were like, why would I sell them? I'm yeah, like, because it's, it's an investment.
1: Well, yeah, but it's an investment. You got to hold on to it for about 60, 70 years. <laughs> 60,
0: 70. And, and the other one that I was thinking about is whenever you want a new animal to join our home, yes. you won't be like, I want this animal. You'll be like shouldn't we open our homes and yeah. our home and we our have hearts there's so much space to an to, yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely piglets so the new thing is piglets yeah and uh, I, for them i didn't even reframe i was just like you need to just touch that piglets belly and you were like <laughs> oh, we don't need another we don't need oh my gosh okay where can we put these no you so. did
0: you you did frame that one you framed it you you freaking did frame it you yeah. said will you not have my back
1: Oh, yeah! And all yeah, of a sudden, it yeah. wasn't yeah. As about, as about support It was like, God damn no, it. No, no, what I did was I was like, I support you with every animal you bring, <laughs> and I have your back, whether I want them or not, whether I think we can take care of them or not. As I though that's ever happened. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been like, one pig, five pigs, seven pigs, nine pigs. Yay! Uh, so.
0: Yeah, so you were an expert framer.
1: Yeah. Since I was a little kid. Yeah. I would tell my mom, I was like, hey, mom, can I get a blow pop? Because it's gum and candy. And, and <laughs> we're always talking about saving money. So this is like. Instead of getting two like a gum and a candy, I can get yep. one thing. Oh my god! And it's, it's So good. It's, it's like so. Instead cents. of
0: your pitch being, "I want a lollipop," this is good.
1: I'm like, let me save you money. Let yeah. me let me show you how. Let me, me show you me what you I'm bringing. I can I, save I'm money. too young to work, mom, but I can still bring in the funds. <laughs> I can still turn our money for. I can still make our money work for us. That's amazing. That's what I'm saying, yeah,
0: that is really amazing. So the <laughs> takeaway here is, if you want to change. One mind or millions of minds. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. One other thing. Uh, sorry, I have to, the one I used to use on my mom. I can't believe I'm telling you this. Pop she
0: can, quiz to no. escalating. <laughs> so
1: one of the things when well, my mom, because it was just her and I, uh, well, Roger, when I was a little kid, like before I went to uh, kindergarten, Roger and Liz were in school. My There's dad was ways. at work. My, yeah, my, my, my brother and my sister. And so uh, it was just me and my mom all day. And I. I, Brian's chatty, so she, so she, <laughs> she. I would be like, "Mom, if you get this for me, I'll, I'll play with it all day in my room. You won't have to talk to me, you know. Like Aww. you won't have to, you know. Like I'll be, I'll stay quiet with this." And she's like, "Fine," you know. And she'd buy me like the Cobra hiss, or you know, something like that. Is that uh,
0: framing, or is that just a really sad story?
1: Both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it worked. And then one time, I remember there was a there was a Viking set. It was like it came with little like plastic horns, a little chest plate, a sword and shield, and a little, another little sword short, sh- short, sword. <laughs> short sword, short sword.
0: Short sword. Short sword, yeah. yes. I'm so lying. sorry,
1: sorry. And and um, I, I got one and we're going to go see my cousin Rick. And I was like, we got to get one for Rick so we can play together. And she was like, no, absolutely not. This thing is X amount of dollars, like 20 bucks, 15 bucks. You cannot, I'm not going to pay for your cousin to get one too. Don't do you, you're crazy, you know. And I was like, no, 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 but mom, look, if you get this for us, that's that much longer I stay with Rick and I play with him <laughs> oh and God. you don't have to pick me up until tonight cuz we're going to be we're going to with this all day. <laughs> Next day you I know I'm at the I'm at the I'm at the checkout thing with two action play sets and short swords. I mean
0: at the heart of what you're describing is also the power of knowing your audience. Yes. And that's what to me one of the takeaways here is if you don't know what works for your audience, what frame works for your audience, don't make assumptions because mm-hmm. the thing that's convincing for you, you didn't care about that. You cared about getting this toy. Mm-hmm. If you had used the frame that you like, that wouldn't have worked for your mom. Yeah, yeah. So, if you don't know, if you're not sure, experiment, try different things, yeah. find your frame.
1: And I found your frame. You found my frame too, so don't 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 act like this is this is a one frame street.
0: Uh-huh. It was interesting though cuz I don't remember what examples I gave. I'm still working on the frame. Still working on the frame. <laughs> and I, this this frame part, I wanted to start off with that because actually finding your frame is a really important first step before any of the other interventions that we talk about today. So Mm -hmm. whether you're protesting or trying to get mass media or trying to get an influencer to pass along your message, you're going to be much more effective if you find that right frame. Because if you have a crap frame, then you're just passing along
1: Then it makes the picture bad. (gasps) Oh, that's good. That's deep. That's really good.
0: Okay, so let's move on to protests. What do you think? Are they an effective way to change public opinion?
1: It's really hard. Because between, I'm saying like 2008 to 2012, there were a lot of protests in Manhattan mm-hmm. for varying causes. So mm-hmm. you'd see a bunch of people and you'd be like, oh man, now I can't get to the thing. The train has stopped and this is that. But what I saw with Black Lives Matter was that protests brought world awareness. Yeah. So it wasn't just happening here, there were protests happening all over the world. Same thing with Ukraine. What, what we're seeing was protests all over the world, protesting Russian embassies, protesting all these. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say if they're effective or not, because I don't know what the end result is. But I do know that protests put pressure onto lawmakers mm-hmm. and, and, and such. Do so, yeah. you want
0: to hear what Jamie Harris says?
1: <clears throat> I guess I'm going to have summary to. Summary, sure. <laughs> Let me see what Jamie Harris said.
0: What his meta-analysis shows is that protests can have a small but significant effect on public perception.
1: So he and I are both right. Yeah. Small hour. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right, get Big Absolutely. up, JH. Except he did a whole shitload of work for it, and you're just like sitting on your little <laughs> creaky chair. You got the creaky chair.
1: Actually, yeah, I. Had <laughs> we had to switch because y'all were I'm a trying mover. so
0: hard not to make creaks. <laughs>
1: y'all, and y'all, when I talk, as if y'all can't hear it, I move. I move. So I move around. I'm dancing in my chair. So Tanya got the creak chair. Yeah, I got the
0: creak chair because yeah. I'm stiller. Anyway, so typically small typically short-lived mm-hmm. but it can be significant and it is important to remember that as much passion and determination and focus as we can pour into a protest and remember like 2020 you and i were literally like driving around looking for protests to yeah. join in our little town yeah. and then remember they were like walking away from us and we were like wait we want yeah to join they, the protest. they did
1: they, they they shut off the thing so no one could join
0: but what's really important to recognize is that if they do have an impact it tends to be relatively short-lived but you're absolutely right that if it's timed well, or if it happens all in one intense kind of uprising, then that can put pressure on policy change, which is a lot more enduring than public opinion.
1: I gotta say, so here's the here's the 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 monkey wrench there. So, so BLM happened over an entire summer, but you look at something like Trayvon Martin, uh, the young man who was killed in Florida. That was short lived. Two weeks of protests and then. It was gone. Yeah. It was over, and then there was a little bit again during the trial, and then it was over. Yeah. But luckily for Black Lives Matter, we saw something special yeah. with that carrying on for months and months. It requires
0: and a lot of endurance. It does. And it does, and,
1: and I think you're right. It was the right time too. It yeah. was like things were boiling up. for, well, and for years Well, that's where, at that point. even
0: though as we've been talking about it, it, can be kind of depressing to see this research that public opinion change is slow slow and short-lived, but it can be cumulative. So it's like drop, mm-hmm. drop, drop, and you look oh, at one sure. drop, and you're like, oh, it's just a drop in the bucket. But guess what happens when there are enough drops in the bucket? Tidal wave. That's right.
1: (laughs) Or something like that. Something like that, yeah. That's a really big that was. I think I read that somewhere.
0: Yeah. That was more of a rhetorical question, but I appreciate you guessing. Oh, yeah. I was
1: jumping in there. I'm not going to leave you hanging.
0: Protests can also have ripple effects. So, for example, winning sympathy for a small group of white Southern Americans created a divide in support for Jim Crow segregation laws. Mm -hmm. So that was really important because even though it didn't change a lot of people's minds, it split up what was otherwise this one kind of homogenous group. Sure. And again, it's cumulative. Little. By little by little, Hmm. people's desire to support policy change changes. But protests that don't have clear goals or that are perceived as violent can actually backfire, resulting in opposition rather than support. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans, a show about interesting and quirky human
1: behavior. We bring humor, empathy, and warmth to topics such as relationships, dating, work, self-compassion, weddings, phobias, aging parents, travel mishaps, death, and many more. Ever wonder what happens at a cuddle party? We talk about it. Free-range kids in restaurants? We've got some thoughts. Bedtime stories
0: for adults? We're on it. Light, fun, unscripted conversation and personal stories. Please join us by clicking the link in the show notes.
1: which we saw also yeah through black lives matter when uh, well and look how quickly
0: the narrative in the media we'll talk about that next shifted from these are protests to these are riots mm-hmm. I don't even know I think it's unfair to even call it a riot mm-hmm. the the sadness of that was that it started to eradicate the power and the importance of that message right. and all of a sudden the message was about violence it was about of this like destruction yeah. of a little bit of property versus like the destruction of lives. Yeah. So it just really distracted people from the issue. When people see that violence, they almost immediately try to discredit everything that that
1: protest is trying to do. Sum it up into that one ball of violence.
0: Yeah. And then I was also thinking about the Occupy Wall Street.
1: I was protests. just thinking that when you said that because there was no clear yeah. direction there. And I remember a few of my friends who'd been down there. And they were talking about how amazing it was that if you wanted to talk, you raised up some... Uh,
0: they had like, like all sorts of gestures. Yeah, and-, and
1: then the crowd would turn to this person and it would be a new topic. And, you know, about capitalism and then this other thing would be about some other rights and, and, and this and that. And I was, I, in my mind, I was thinking like visually it's it's great to see so many people occupying Wall Street and like... But it really wasn't about capitalism anymore. It was about so many other things. And yeah. I got lost in the thing. And that's why it. I think it lost its wind. Because then they started just moving everyone out. They're like, yeah, okay, I, we don't know what this is anymore. Which
0: is too bad because that could have been your one and only camping opportunity. Let's face it, you're never going no, in the I'm forest.
1: No, it wasn't going to happen. No. Like, no, no? So you won't
0: even go in a tent even if it's on concrete? No. Was it because the people weren't showering?
1: Partly, but mostly because it was outside. <laughs> I spent enough time outside involuntarily... That I, Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Wait,
0: let me get my little violin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. God, every time like, honey, can we go camping? No, because I was homeless. Honey, can we go hiking? No, because I was homeless.
1: That's right. That's right. We, we I've done enough, haven't I? <laughs> I've done my time. Shoot.
0: <laughs> what a frame. What a frame. What a
1: frame. Anyway, what a frame. so
0: summarizing protests, again, they can be very powerful mm-hmm. if you're going to use them recognize that the timing matters so try to make it go hand in hand with some sort of push for policy change or some sort of push for reform find the right frame because a protest without a very clear and sticky message really won't travel far have clear goals and try to get positive sympathetic news coverage as much as possible
1: and even even on the the flip side of this talking about you know something that that kind of like broke my heart as an american um on January sixth, you know the insurrection. Mm-hmm. You know it was originally a protest, to stop the steal, basically. But it was it was a bunch of people voicing their opposition to like a change in government or a change yeah. in, in power. Uh, the writing was on the wall, and they were like, I guess it, it was as the votes were coming in, it, it was looking more and more like uh, it was going to be so like a, a, a like a horse race to the finish. Yeah. So by the time the January sixth came around, the change of power. I I think a lot of people there were there to protest and another group was there to storm the Capitol. So it it was just, it was unfortunate because like, you you know, you had these people that, and you know, look, if you think there was something fishy and you have an opinion about that, you have the right to protest about that. I had no problem with that. Yeah. What made me, what broke my heart is watching Americans storm that Capitol Mm -hmm. and give up every right as an American, give up everything that makes this country and it great. And discredited everything, whole the, the entire thing. As a matter of fact, you haven't seen one. Only at rallies, specific rallies for at Trump rallies or anything. Are they still screaming that there was a uh, it was stolen and all this other stuff? Oh, it, gosh, I really it makes appreciate me
0: sad. that you're bringing up examples from sort of different sides of the political spectrum because it's very easy for us to have a strong opinion and see a protest absolutely that's against our views and just be like, "Oh, you all suck," and yeah. we're right and you're wrong, but Again, like this research, I think, is really helpful because it it can help us step back and go, when I am moved, why am I moved? Mm-hmm. And when there is backfire and I go, not only do I disagree with you, I disagree with you even more than I yeah. used to. Why is that what's happening there? All right. So we talk protests. Let's talk news coverage. This was your guess
1: for mm. number
0: one, yeah. most effective tactic. So research shows media coverage can make a difference.
1: And is the most effective.
0: And is.
1: Say it, Jamie Harris. We know what's happening. Medium effective.
0: What? Sorry. So, in fact, (laughs) it is true that media focus appears to change public focus versus public focus impacting media focus so Mm -hmm. it is true that it kind of tends to the arrow tends to go from the direction of what does the media start writing about and that's what people start thinking about versus the other way around so actually over a 20-year period nearly 50 percent of news stories in the new york times and washington post were based on press releases in other words someone pitched an idea which made its way into the news which shaped public perception
1: so we're talking about print.
0: No, we're talking about anything: anything. TV, okay. print, all right, all right, big talk, radio. Z- uh, okay, so, so, so but you're right. Media coverage. So research shows media coverage influences political agendas, public knowledge, views on how to evaluate or, or a candidate or an issue, and simply what's top of mind.
1: So not to jump ahead, I know we're going to spend some time on media right now, but yeah. So the number one thing is influencers, celebrity influencers, and stuff. I don't know. What? That's the only I think one you're left. You're going to
0: have to buckle up. That's and wait. the only one left. Big it's talk. not the only one left. What was the other one? Public policy.
1: Oh, all right. Let's keep going.
0: <laughs> so, all of this stuff that I said about media, right? Yeah. Political agendas, how people think about candidates, blah, blah, blah. What I find interesting is that it's more often the case that the media doesn't shape what we think, but what we think about. Hmm. So, yes, there is evidence that mass media, very much like the other tactics we talked about, can change public opinion. But it does so slightly and for a short period of time. Our minds are so freaking hard to change. This is very frustrating research because it's like, uh, yes, we'll change our minds, but only a little and only for like two weeks. But mass media absolutely influences what we're thinking about and how we're thinking about it even if it doesn't influence what our belief is. Do you agree with that? Like, does news coverage influence no, what's on your mind? I
1: don't agree with it. Bullshit. No, no, no. Hold I disagree with on, that. Hold because on, big you, talk. Okay. Uh, you asked me a question, right? Yeah. So I'm going to answer it.
0: Yeah. Well, so, that was a pop
1: quiz. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you can't be like, two plus two is four. Bullshit. It's <laughs> not four. You know, you got to give me bullshirt. a chance. Yeah, well, whatever. Okay. Does media change? Influence up?
0: what's on your mind?
1: No. No. No, it doesn't. So, oh wait, wait, hold on. Okay. God dang. this is hard. Um
0: <laughs> Do you think about what's on the news?
1: Yes. Of course. So what's hard? But but not often. Like if there's a news story, like, okay, for instance, the the shooting in Uvalde, that was hard for me. And yeah. and I and I was absorbing as much coverage as I could because that was I don't know if that was part of my process or whatever, but it was you you saw me, I was a I was a wreck yeah. because like this was not just because it was my hometown or any of that stuff. I mean, oh, that added to it. But the fact that anytime there's a school shooting, it, it, it really, it, it, it devastates me because yeah. of like w- what those kids are, you know, went through. And so I was, I was really into media coverage there, but I don't do it on a regular basis. Yeah, see, I have my news stream. Okay, and I so you see wouldn't
0: say that like what's top of mind for you correlates with what's trending in the news
1: yeah absolutely like I read headlines and I'm like if this is what's going on on the planet right now or if there's something that I'm interested in like the war in Ukraine then I'll seek out information but for the most part if I'm looking at my headlines like we all do you know Google News headlines and you set that all up yourself yeah um, I'll scroll through. I'll scroll through. And if something interests me, then I'll click on it. I guess if it's
0: big enough, right? Yeah. Like we've all experienced this in our lifetimes where something is so big that it's like, even in small talk, that's one of the first things you talk to people about because mm-hmm. that's what's in the news. So yeah, mass media to some extent shifts our perception. Mostly it makes a topic more salient or more top of mind. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to try to leverage mass media to influence public opinion, here are some pro tips from the meta-analysis. Number one, get your frame right. No sense in perpetuating an ineffective frame. Mm -hmm. Number two, as with all persuasive messages, mass media messages have the most influence when people have little past exposure to the information, have weakly held opinions, and receive the same message repeatedly. So you want to try to get that kind of niche message that people aren't immediately going to respond to, react to, and just dismiss. And media coverage also tends to be more persuasive when a message is one-sided rather than a debate. As soon as something becomes a debate, we're like, eh, yeah. I'm just going to pick the side that I like. Yeah. So, you know, to the extent possible, making it very clear, this is the way to do it. Like, I think that kind of happened in the U.S. There wasn't a lot of pro-Russian sentiment in mass media. And so there was ton of shift in public opinion around Ukraine yeah. because there was a very one-sided message. I'm Dr. Julie Bruni.
1: And I'm Dr. Jeremy Allen.
0: And we want to be your doctor friends.
1: We are two physicians who work at a nationally ranked practice and take care of some of the world's greatest athletes.
0: We field questions all the time that start with, my cousin told me this, or like a fitness guru sent me
1: a targeted ad about that. We love answering these questions and offering peace of mind to our loved ones. So are you feeling confused? Listen to your doctor friends. Adrift in a sea of medical misinformation? Listen to your doctor friends. Just bored on a Tuesday? Listen to your doctor friends. Come on,
0: let's be friends. Get by with a little help from your doctor friends.
1: Listen to your Doctor Friends podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it depends on what media you're talking about. But for so the like,
0: most, like I would say, in major mass media outlets.
1: I, I see. This is where I think um, the divide in our country. So, so w- when you were saying like the right frame, yeah, I think what that means now is the right um, kind of market. So there's a liberal market and there's mm, a the right conservative for market. Your market. Yeah. So like. I'm not going to if if I'm if I'm a, a Trump supporter staunch Republican, I'm not going to listen to CNN. If I am, I'm just going to be like I'm just going to watch this as a comedy. Uh, and if I'm a, a liberal or a democrat um leaning on that side, I'm not going to watch Fox News yeah. or any of that stuff. Yeah. So I do think that it, the the right framework means here that it's it's where you lean. Yeah. And I think there is a pro-Russian sentiment. When Trump came out and called Putin a genius mm-hmm. uh, a while ago. So so there was a pro-Russian sentiment but, or that they're not all bad. But I'm
0: saying once the war started?
1: I still... No. I still think people oh, really? were supporting Russia. Maybe I'm in a
0: bubble. I yeah. just feel like it was one of the few times that it felt like more people were in agreement across the country than not.
1: No. A lot of people oppose or and still, A lot of people in this country still think that Ukraine is doing the wrong thing mm. and is... Uh, and, and that the UN uh pushed Putin yeah. and which I don't know how <laughs> you can push a world leader into invading another country uh, but
0: they made me do they it they made
1: me they called me they they said I wouldn't do it so I had to <laughs> so I, I just I don't see how there is definitely a pro-russian sentiment here
0: okay All right, just, maybe just, we don't I guess the point is the people around me probably are being exposed to the same message pretty consistently mm-hmm. and with that consistency comes a much stronger swifter shift in perception so if you're trying to pursue mass media coverage your message is going to be stronger if you can find a message that doesn't have a ton of opposition Mm. that's hard that's super super hard but i think one of the reasons that there was a lot of support for ukraine is because not a lot of people even knew about or thought about ukraine before whereas if you think about something like you know tension in the middle east now i'm like tension is that a messed up word (laughs) tension is like
1: there's there's tension in my scapula right now (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) but whatever the right word is people have a lot more of a ready to fire off opinion about it Ukraine I think there was a swell of emotion and sentiment because people were new to it they like didn't even know about it that much the other thing if you're going to try to go for mass media coverage it seems that framing something as a movement rather than a single event or a group's perspective can have a lot more power And lastly, I'll add that media coverage can be particularly effective at reinforcing existing beliefs, even more so than changing beliefs. So one way to use that to your advantage is you can use it to spark action or word of mouth, like push the people who are already on your side to just go a little bit further. All right. Up next, let's talk influencers. Mm -hmm. This was the one where that was like kind of lowish on your list.
1: (sighs) it did i didn't say lowish so
0: we're talking we're talking politicians celebrities tiktok stars whatever whoever the influencers are these days what do you think can um, influencers I guess actually it's number influence one? public opinion i guess
1: it's the main thing
0: <laughs> this is an interesting area of research because basically there are two groups oprah and everyone else <laughs> and it turns out like Wait, literally is jimmy
1: here is just trying to get like rub elbows with the with the celeb, so he's like they're the most influential. Is he trying to get like on Oprah and be like you get a card get- <laughs> <laughs> or is this real research? Think I,
0: think to, is, like, I think Jamie Harris is like trying to get. in I think
1: Jamie Harris is trying to get like a vacation home or something.
0: Well, so he, so he did point out when it comes to Oprah, yeah, it is believed that her Obama endorsement resulted in roughly one million votes. So that's pretty freaking massive. But if you're not Oprah. What he found is that your odds of changing people's minds is very slim. And mm. in fact, it's possible that it'll backfire.
1: What about how old is this research?
0: Uh, well, the meta-analysis was done in 2021, but it pulled hmm. in research from across, you know, from, from I'm if, the like, 80s to the 90s to the
1: 2000s. I, I agree with Oprah, um, but I'm wondering if someone Everyone like Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, I think if someone like Joe Rogan has an oh, yeah, influence. Yeah, that's fair.
0: So, but I mean, I say Oprah a little bit tongue in cheek. There are probably that like... Less than one percent of Oprah's a category. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay.
1: So it's like Oprah, Kardashian, Rogan I don't
0: know Kardashians. Like, will they change people's minds?
1: I think so. I think you know they they do have. Look, what is it? Forty four million followers or something like that. So like, but I'm saying like they have like this outrageous astronomical amount. uh, But that's the
0: thing. How many followers you have doesn't necessarily correlate with how powerful you are as an influencer because people might be following you to look at pictures of you, they might be following you because they want to laugh at you, or they might be following you because they're like, I need you to tell me
1: what to think. I I, I think with the Kardashians, it's a little bit... I don't of, know. Yeah, I, like I, can't I, even, I, I can't even name when, all when, of when them. Because when people come to their defense, like, it's, it's a lot of people, like, if someone says something about them or something but like that. But
0: there's also influencers that are, like, influencing you to buy a brand. Sure. We're sure. talking about influencers that get you to, like, shift your moral perspective and take meaningful action i don't know i i'm not maybe I, it's I kardashian's say, rogan it's, and it's and funny because like Kim kardashian
1: has a huge what a lot of people don't realize is that she is a huge proponent for wrongly incarcerated people and mm. she uses her fame and her notoriety to bring attention to mm. this uh So that's the question
0: is, does that kind of thing work? And I'll, I'll go through the research real quick. So research shows that politicians' perspectives, they can sometimes be influential. But here's the thing. If their view is thought to represent a consensus among a particular political group, it tends to be very effective. If it's clear that there's a lot of debate. On a particular topic within a political group, then a single politician tends not to be very influential.
1: So, like, Trump was very influential because he really encapsulated a lot of
0: the frustrations that
1: were, yeah, that were boiling up. Celebrities
0: can also have small but significant influence. Again, I don't know. You're right. Maybe the Kardashians are in that category. But the thing is that they can also very easily backfire. Mm-hmm. And the trick to it, based on the research, is that you need a matchup between someone's reputation and the issue that they're promoting. Hmm. So I don't know, Kim Kardashian and wrongful incarceration, like in my brain, I'm not like, oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: no, no. Totally. I I was very surprised and a lot of I think it's that shock that brings so much attention to it. It
0: might, but again, I don't know this particular situation, but what the research shows is that The effect is strongest among male actors. So male actors Hmm. who have a brand matchup with the thing that they're promoting, people are going to be more influenced by that. The brand mismatch is most likely to backfire among female actors. Interesting. I don't know why the F that. So I can't
1: think of any male actors that have a...
0: I don't know. Isn't Brad Pitt always pitching something heartfelt? I
1: I don't think so. You don't actually Uh,
0: follow celebrities. Yeah, I know. I know you don't. Uh, Who's the comedian? Um, Kevin Hart. Oh well, yeah. Kevin, actually, Kevin Hart Burk. is is a good example. He's opening a vegan fast food restaurant.
1: Sure. And he's all about health, and he's it's all about working health out and, fitness and, yeah, and stuff fitness. like
0: that. Yeah. So that could be a really nice matchup. Mm-hmm. Whereas, who's that guy? The British guy? He was in the Office, the British Office. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. He recently he was like promoting this bear sanctuary.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, he's a huge animal advocate. So Huge, it's interesting because yeah, you would watch rights.
0: his comedy and that those two don't seem to match up to me as well as like Kevin Hart and fitness. Well, Both, his,
1: his, his comedy does talk about does. a lot of animal awareness and
0: oh, that's cool. you know, okay. he has a
1: whole bits on uh, his animal awareness and how people like shit on him for that. Mm. And then, you know, he has arguments. On people Whereas older. like if
0: you take PETA's campaign, putting Pamela Anderson with veganism, mm. there was a lot of backfire to mm-hmm. that because, well, I think part of it was like using sex to sort and, of talk and about also animal liberation, think at the time she was also but,
1: overexposed yeah, uh, a little bit, you know. Ha. So. Ha. 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 Not even that. I mean, like ha. she was in everything. Ugh, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. she, she was.
0: But my point here <laughs> is, <laughs> I think we got ourselves into Ooh, a
1: little... <laughs> what a rough room. <laughs> uh.
0: Point is that for some reason, I don't know why this gender thing. Do you have any theories on that? Like. A particular, a particular sensitivity to this mismatch between a female actress and the thing that she's pitching.
1: I think we take actresses' um, causes more seriously than we do with male actors' causes because it's a little oh. more forgivable when a male actor extends like this Sean Penn. This is such Penn.
0: a positive frame. So you're kind of like, no one takes them all that seriously?
1: Well, no, what I'm saying is, is, like, well, yeah, a little bit. Because like, remember when Sean Penn was all about like saving people in Katrina, during Katrina. And he was like, yeah. I got my... Well, he got a boat and he went out there and he was like, I'm going to... Since no, the government's not doing it and I'm going to do it. And he's always like fighting for the rights of the downtrodden, so to speak. So he went out there and his boat sank. And that was national coverage. And he was laughed at because mm. he went out there to go fish for the lost and, credibility. Yeah, he there. lost credibility. So people were just like, ah, Sean. Shh, there's Sean Pan being Sean Pan, doing that Sean Pan thing again, you know? Mm. But when you have someone, uh, actress, um, say for equal pay, mm-hmm. you know, then it's like, oh, you know, here we a troublemaker or well, a rabble oh, rouser or something like that.
0: It, maybe it's because it's sort of expected that women, as much as we explicitly say we don't believe this, there's an expectation of sort of like compliance and yeah, conformity absolutely. and that kind I, I,
1: of thing. I, mean, I, don't mean, I don't mean that. Like that's not what I believe. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like you asked me a question, I think yeah, that's, that's where it is because yeah. I think it's. Like I said, more importantly, it just feels like male actors are forgiven more than female actors. I'm
0: probably at that of acting.
1: Yeah, well. yeah, totally, totally. I'm saying, <laughs> but, but I'm saying with, is, with this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You
0: know. But the point here is, if you're going to lean on influencers, do it very, very, very carefully. And I mm-hmm. would say, you know, it's it's probably one of the most tricky things to get right because it can so easily backfire so you want if you have an influencer on your side especially if it's a celebrity keep that message very very narrow because if they start going off on tangents or uh the research (laughs) also shows well trump was again very very effective among his and all his tangents
1: were still on brand so it wasn't like
0: he was very on brand yeah (laughs) yeah so but again if you're using influencers as a tactic Be careful to stay on brand, keep the message really narrow. If that individual shows negativity, for the most part, that tends to backfire. Okay, so we've talked about frames, media, influencers, finally- Policy. Public policy. So do you think rules, laws, and regulations shape how people think? No.
1: Wrong. (laughs) Jeez Louise, come on Jamie. This
0: might be the wrongest you've been in a one hour stretch of time.
1: It was a rhetorical question, I thought.
0: (laughs) So this is actually super interesting. So the goal of shifting (laughs) public opinion is often to shift public policy, right? Like, we're Mm -hmm. trying to change people's minds so that they're willing to change policy. But what the research shows is that the degree of impact is much stronger the other way around. So, in other words, public policy significantly shapes and sustains public opinion. For example, when a country abolishes the death penalty, social support for the death penalty declines afterwards Hmm. or when a city passes a smoking ban there's an increase in public support for smoke free restaurants
1: so then what about the new abortion
0: yeah uh, it's actually pretty terrifying or delightful depending on which side you're on it turns out that supreme court decisions significantly shape public opinion Hmm. why do you think that is like policy changing perspective i
1: guess because you look at that if i if i'm say i'm pro roe versus wade which i am so, looking at the Supreme Court looking down and saying, no, we're getting rid of that, that feels like an impossible battle now. Like, it, it feels oh, interesting. like... Oh,
0: So, maybe it's like kind of acceptance and...
1: It just, it, it's it's a, like what they say, a, a defeat for people who believe this, a yeah. huge defeat, deflating. I was thinking it's
0: also, well, two things came to mind. Like, Roe v. Wade was, what, 50 years ago or so? Yeah. So... If you grow up with that as the law of the land, you're sort of like, oh, that's normal. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a part of it. And then the other part of it is I think we tend to form opinions based on the actions we take and not the other way around. So the more we do something, the more we're like, this is good. This is normal. So I think because public policy shapes behavior, it ultimately shapes belief because people want that consistency between what they do and what they think.
1: I think it also like the, what you believe in your country, right? So like you believe your country wants to do the right thing. So I guess this is where we're going now, Yeah,
0: right. Or that's true. Like maybe you just believe in that higher power, so to speak, to make the right decision. And of course, public policy has the advantage of shaping behavior regardless of people's beliefs. So whether you want to follow a law or not, unless you actually want to break it. it. Doesn't really matter what you think to some extent. Like if foie gras is illegal, you your you're French not gonna again. eat it. <laughs> foie gras <laughs> If I'm sorry, if what is it? Duck liver goose liver is illegal, it doesn't really matter if you think it's unethical, you are not gonna eat it because it's not available. Okay, so the takeaways. Part one and part two come together into <clears throat>
1: Like a big transformer.
0: Yeah, big transformer.
1: Bruticus and all this. So,
0: big takeaway here every single public opinion reform strategy we've discussed in the past two episodes pales in comparison to the power of public policy change. Hmm. So, this is the number one. Okay. Not the ones you guessed. I hear, I hear yeah. you. I got <laughs> it. I got it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's all or nothing. So if you're reeling from the Supreme Court decisions or any kind of local law or any kind of policy change or or company change or, or whatever, like, you're right. It can feel incredibly defeating. It can feel incredibly demotivating, depressing. But what research does show is that public opinion, if it brought us here, it can bring us somewhere else yeah. as well. It's just it takes time. It takes a long time and it takes a lot of effort. But if you use the tools that we've been talking about, what I think is uplifting is you can't change opinion much and for long, but you can catalyze this kind of short spike in public support, which can lead to public policy reform, which then continues to shape beliefs and behaviors. So it's about timing and it's about consistency and it's about that kind of deliberate thoughtful action over time those drops in the bucket that cause a tidal
1: wave awesome awesome and let's hope that we can stay with the fight long enough to see a change
0: so that's all we've got for you today we'll be back in two weeks in the meantime make your own public opinion count (laughs) leave a review spread the word so more people have the power to create a more compassionate and just world
1: and as usual thank you for listening to talk Talk psych Psych to to me. me
0: Cinnamon. Synonym. synonym. Yeah. Cinnamon. Cinnamon.
1: It's cinnamon. Yeah.